You're listening to the Murder Speaks Podcast, the show that spills the tea about true crime. Here's your host, Wendy Hinbest. Hey, welcome back. So I hope everybody is staying safe during this difficult time. Remember to always wash your hands for at least 20 seconds and don't touch your face. All right, so today's real-time story is about 29-year-old Jennifer Skipsey, a real estate broker from Palo Alto, California. On October 15, 2009, a man driving by notices a house on fire, so calls 911. 911, what's the emergency? The house is on fire. Is everybody out of the house? Uh, I don't know, but it's on fire. He goes to the neighbor's house, and they work together to put out the fire. Then the fire department comes. They put out the fire and go inside. Where's the majority of the heat coming from? What is the likelihood that we're going to find somebody once we enter here? And find a body in the bedroom. We're crawling on all fours. We approach the bedroom. I feel what appears to be a body. I hear a sound, and that sound made me to believe that that person was alive. The body was not recognizable. It was very difficult to even tell if it was a man or a woman. They know the fire was started on purpose. The smell of gasoline um, was just was so strong that you could taste it in your mouth. They talk to neighbors. The police find out Paul Zumont and Jennifer Skipsey lived there. They met in 2007 and they've been together for about two years. Jennifer's car was parked close to the garage and her phone was in the car. The body was delivered to the coroner's office and the police waited for an autopsy. The neighbor, John Eklund, called Paul Zumoff to tell him that his house was on fire. So Paul shows up and was concerned about Jennifer's safety. The police bring Paul to the station for questioning. He tells police that he and Jennifer went to a party the night before. He woke up early the next morning to go to the hookah spot. Jennifer stayed home. All of his time was accounted for. The police took his clothes and cell phone to rule him out as a suspect. Then they told him about the body they found and Paul got upset. The police find out that Jennifer and Paul didn't own the house. That it was owned by John Eckler and he rented it to Paul and Jennifer. He was the one who called Paul to let him know that his house was on fire. So the police talked to John. He tells police he saw a mysterious white truck parked close to the house. Apparently, a guy was sitting in the truck covering his face with a magazine or something. He tells police he was in the process of switching insurance policies and was unaware of the overlap. He also tells police that during the fire, he was having a dinner party with friends and family. The autopsy came back and confirmed it was Jennifer's body in the fire. But the fire was not the cause of her death. She was strangled, so it was murder. And she knew who killed her. Jennifer was involved in restraining orders with a couple of brothers. They made advances at her and stalked her. The police talked to them and they told police it was a misunderstanding. A 
and the kiss was caught on video. They asked them where they were during the fire, and they had video surveillance to prove of their whereabouts. And they had, and they had video surveillance to prove their whereabouts. Jennifer's family tells police they should talk to Jennifer's ex-boyfriend. He didn't take the breakup very well. Apparently, he owned a white truck. So they asked him to come down to the station and bring his white truck. He had an alibi and people to confirm where he was. So after exhausting all the leads, the police tried to get into Jennifer's home. Encryption experts could not crack the passcode. So they sent her phone to an expert in New Hampshire. They also look at Paul's cell phone. They find out there were lots of text messages from Jennifer that were missing. They get the history records and find out lots of text messages were deleted. They ask Paul why they were deleted. He tells them at the party they went, she got intoxicated and they were fighting and she sent lots of angry text messages, so he deleted them. He left home around 11 o'clock and Jennifer was in bed. They find a video of them having sex on his phone. It was recorded at 3.30 a.m. The police talk to her friends. They tell them that on one occasion, Paul followed Jennifer and confronted her in a parking lot and spit on her. On another occasion, he tried to stop her from leaving. He bashed in the grill on her car and threw everything out of her bag. She put a restraining order on him. And once they made up, she rescinded it. The police find the related police reports. It stated the damage to her car, and it said, I am going to effing kill you, you bitch. You effing whore. You're dead. Paul was abusive to Jennifer. Looking at his cell phone records, the police were able to see that Paul's phone pinged off the cell towers really close to his house around the time of the fire. And there was a 30-minute gap, and she died between 3.30 a.m., and 11 a.m. There was presence of gasoline on Paul's clothes. Paul was arrested. January 3rd, 2011 was the trial. The expert was able to hack Jennifer's phone and retrieved 1,500 text messages. There were texts from Paul threatening her. She texted him that if he doesn't pay her the money he owes, she will go to the police. And Paul was still on probation from a previous domestic dispute they had in March 2008. So he didn't want her to go to the police. He left a voicemail on her phone. Hey, why your phone is off? I'm trying to call you all morning, babe. Where are you? Call me. Bye. Paul Zumont took the stand. He cried. As soon as Paul took the stand, he, he kind of broke down and began crying. For about a minute or two, he was just crying and then became confrontational. February 10, 2011, the jury found him guilty and he was sentenced to 33 years to life. Okay, thank you so much for listening. If you like it, please share it. Sharing is caring. And if you are a true crime addict like me, check out my store, crystalkiss.com, that's crystal with a K, for some women's murder merch. I sell t-shirts, hoodies, and leggings. Pick up a killer tea today. At checkout, put in discount code MURDER15, that's MURDER15, to save 15% off your entire order. 
Thanks for listening. Don't forget to subscribe. Bye.